is the Stay at Home Mom Yeah Right podcast. You are about to listen to my mom. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you like it, please give it five stars. Thank you. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Stay-at-Home Mom Yeah Right podcast. I'm Sarah Smith, your host, and I'm thrilled to be joined by Jackie Fowler-Lewis III. Jackie helps at-risk youth break the cycle that they come from by helping them find their self-worth and develop an understanding that through life, has de- that though life has dealt them a bad hand, they can live life to the fullest. Jackie was in the foster care system from the age of six until the age of 16 when he was adopted. His foster mother was told that he would either end up in jail or dead. Both he and his foster mother believed otherwise, and that's what they set out to do. He firmly believes that even though life is rough, you are obligated to pick up the pieces of what you have and build upon that. Fast forward to today, Jackie has four books to his name, a family who he is devoted. He has three kids and has raised over $27,000 for charity. His family is in the process of moving to Texas and he still speaks to his foster mom every day. Welcome to my podcast, Jackie. How are you today? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm good. Thanks. Um, what has this pandemic been like for you and your family? Uh, it was good because. <laughs> My wife, she got to go home while still getting paid. I was an essential worker. So it was like, it, it was, I don't want to say great, but <laughs> um, let's just say the drive home was a lot nicer. Oh, I bet, because no one was on the road. <laughs> <laughs> so have you all moved to Texas yet or? No, right now we're still in Orlando. Uh, we plan on moving to Texas probably around June of next year. Okay, cool. Um, Can you share your childhood story of growing up in the foster care system from the age of six to 16? Yeah. So um, how much time you have? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So uh, I I went into the system around the age of six. Um, I you know, at the age of six, you're not questioning what's going on, why you're here. You know, you just kind of go with the flow. So I'm I'm going from foster family to foster family, not understanding why, but I do understand that around the same time that my mom had passed away. Mm. And so for me, one of the first traumatic experiences I had was, you know, you're six, you don't know what's going on in life and you're crying for your mom. And I just remember my foster mother at the time just telling me, your mom didn't want you. That's why you're here. And I, and it's crazy because I'm, I'm 34 now and it still sticks with me. Like that's how traumatic of an experience that was for me. And so as I'm going from foster home to foster home, I'm meeting people. I'm building relationships with these adults and you know I'm I don't have parents of my own so I'm longing for someone to call a parent and it it's devastating every time I have to move. So by the age of 10, 
I moved to this place in Coconut Creek called SOS Children's Village, where I finally find my permanent home. And thankfully, I even met my, my foster mom from there. So she was she was actually the house parent of my house. And, you know, we went through our ups and downs. And because I was I wasn't a bad kid, but, you know, each child has their own struggles. So she was she dealt with me through mine. You know, she helped nurture me through mine. It it wasn't. I'm grateful for the life that I've had because a lot of foster children don't experience the things that I have. So I'm grateful in that aspect. So um, around the, I get adopted around the age of 16, which is abnormal because most people won't adopt a teenager. (laughs) Like they're like past the age of five, they're like, no, I'm good. You know, because we're known to be trouble. So my mom, she, she believed in me and she was willing and able to invest in me. And thankfully I'm not where I want to be yet, but I am definitely en route to becoming a better me. Wow. That's incredible. Did anybody ever tell you the truth about your mom? Like at what point, at what age, I should say, did they tell you the truth about your mom that she had passed away? I I knew my mom had passed away when, because I, I remember going to her funeral. I like have like little bits and pieces of memories of going to her funeral. Um, as far as my father, I didn't learn about him until I had turned 19. Mm. And there was a file that, you know, they gave my parents, like, this is all of Jackie's information. And, you know, so I read through it and it's like, I'm, I'm learning things about my parents and I learned that my father was a pedophile Hmm. and I learned that he was a drug addict and I learned that my mom was also a drug addict. And so I'm learning all this, this harsh reality. And I, I just remember sitting in my mom's garage and just like breaking down crying because it's like, why didn't you want me? You know? It's as a child, I'm even as an adult, I didn't ask to be here. I'm here because somebody else decided to lay down. <laughs> now I got to pay bills the rest of my life. <laughs> right. So um, just learning that it, w- it was a I don't want to say traumatic, but it was definitely a enlightening experience. What was so then you met your foster mom when you were 10. She came mm-hmm. into your life. And yeah. So do you credit her for how far you have come? Absolutely. It's one of those uh, nature versus nurture things. Yeah. I I genuinely believe that if I was brought up in any other environment, I wouldn't be the same person that I am today. What are your thoughts of the foster care system? It Just like everything else in America, it needs work. Um, from what I have seen, n- it's a cycle. You know, you go into the system, you're raised a certain way, you're given certain liberties. And when you become an adult, you no longer know how to adjust without that leeway given to you. So you become entitled 
And that entitlement, it doesn't allow you to take care of your responsibilities. And because you can't take care of your responsibilities, your children end up in foster care and the cycle repeats itself. Yeah. Um, Do you have any hope for the foster care system? Do you think? And it's, I, I do because I don't want to live in a world without hope. You know, um, everything can be improved upon. It's just we have to, we have to find the right people and we have to put them in place to do the improving. And if we can't find the right people to do it, then we ourselves have to step up and, and then do it, you know? And that's where I'm at. I'm also... Um, in the process of relaunching my mentoring program for young men. So I can, you know, help provide these young men with life skills and life lessons in a community that they can then be vulnerable around. What would you say to a child who is in foster care right now, that little boy, that little girl who's in foster care, what would you say to them? I understand your struggle and I know life is not easy and I know you're not where you want to be. And I know there's not a lot of people that you feel you can rely on, but you find one, you find at least one, two people that you can believe in and trust wholeheartedly. And you nurture that relationship to its fullest. And I would also let them know that you become like those who you surround yourselves with. So make sure you're surrounding yourself with the good people. How were you able to pick up the pieces to become a husband, father, author, helping at risk youth, all while giving back to charity? Uh, lots of bumps and bruises along the way. <laughs> because I didn't have that male mentorship that, that, like I had a father, my adoptive father, he is in my life, and I don't want to discredit him at all. Um, but at the end of the day, I I needed a a role model, and I didn't really have that. So I've I made a decision within myself. I know the type of man that I want to be, and I think that's where it starts: knowing what you want to be, and then from that point, working towards it. So I've you know I've had my car repossessed. I've you know had to. At the end of my lease, I couldn't afford to stay, so I had to move home. And I've had my car break down on the highway, and I've I've had my bank account overdrawn, and I've had all these life lessons that I've had to learn the hard way, you know? So it's one of those things where um, I am who I am because of my life experiences. And thankfully, I have been fortunate enough to now find a tribe or community that I am accepted and I'm a part of. How were you able to gain trust of others? 
uh, I still struggle with that. <laughs> you know, out, outside of my wife, it's I I personally have struggled with when something is new, it it kind of freaks me out a little bit. So I have to like sit myself down and be like, take a deep breath. It's okay. Nobody's leaving you. Because in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, this is new for you. So now you don't need me anymore or you're not going to want to be around me anymore. And for a lot of people, for a lot of circumstances, that's what happened. But I just had to understand that everybody I come in contact with, they are not the people who I have been in contact with. So I, it's not fair for me to treat them like those who I've previously dealt with. Now, did you have to seek therapy to get to that point? Honestly, I have not yet. Therapy is on my to-do list. <laughs> you just sound like someone who has gone through therapy and has, has reached this pinnacle. That's why I asked. Oh, yeah. no, no. It's crazy because um, a lot of my friends, they're social workers. Okay. So um, when I, in conversations or on their social media posts, I pick up little things here and yeah. there that I can apply to my life. So I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm learning all That's the time. Great. <laughs> That's yeah. um, can you talk about how you and your wife are navigating a healthy marriage? Yes. Again, lots of bumps and bruises. Yep. <laughs> how long have you guys um, been married? Six years. Six years? Yeah. Yeah, six years. And then we have a five-year-old, which is crazy to say, and a two-year-old. That's awesome. (laughs) So for us, we operate under the umbrella that we do what's best for the team as much as we can. So um you, you want to get a second job? Does it work with my schedule? You know, um, you want to you want to buy that purse? Does it work for our budget? You, just we do our best to consult each other in every aspect of our lives. We do have a leeway. Like we set a spending limit. You can spend this much money without telling me. <laughs> and I abused it because there's a point in time I was getting Amazon packages every day. I love to buy watches and cologne. It, it was so bad to the point my she was three at the time. She would come home and she'd be like, why is there not a package at the door? Ah! Like, that's how much I was ordering. I, I was. That's so, <laughs> it's <a big> thing. <laughs> yeah. so we operate under that and we also do our best to forgive each other, regardless of the situation. At the end of the day. You have to forgive. That's, in my opinion, that's one of the most important things. You have to get beside yourself and forgive this person because at the end of the day, you don't want to lose this person. So you're going to forgive them eventually. Just just get past your ego and just go ahead and get it done. So forgiveness. And I, I say that I've never had to mature as much as I had until I became married. It's it's one of those things where it's you're not ready for it until you're in it. Yep. <laughs> I agree more to everything you just said. My husband has been 17 years and I get it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thank yeah. You. Yeah.
So you're an author of four books. Uh, can you talk yes. about your favorite book? So my favorite book would have to be my latest one. It's called The Unexplained Reality of Manhood. All right. Congratulations. Four books. Thank amazing. You. Yeah. I mean, they're all like little short reads. Yeah. People have shorter attention spans, so I don't like to write that much. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it basically breaks down an accumulation of my personal experience. And, I, you know, the, the inspiration behind it was you, you always meet the older people. They always say, man, I wish I knew then what I knew now. Yeah. But they never tell you what they know now. They they don't share the information. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know, let me share the information I have so it can help somebody. And that, that was the inspiration behind it, just breaking down the different aspects of manhood that I've come across and that I've had to hurdle. And what's special about this book is the last chapter is called... Um, encouraging words from wise men. So it's men that I surround myself with personally and they offer words of encouragement to the young men who will read the book. I love that. Where can people find that book? Uh, it's on Amazon. Just type in the uh, type in Jackie Fowler Lewis the 3rd and all of my books will come up. Perfect. Um so you're also a speaker? Yes. Um can you talk about what your main speaking points are? What, what yes. Are you... So, my, yeah, yeah. My main speaking points um, are relationships, um, building and maintaining healthy relationships, and manhood and mentoring. So those are those are the three that I I love to talk about. Um, what would you tell your younger self? Find new friends. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just find new friends because I feel like, again, not that I have a bad life, but I understand that at a point in time, I, me and my group of friends, we chased a specific thing that was not important, you know, and we, ch we chased women and over we we were in search of short-term gain rather than long term and it, it hurt in the long term because now I have I'm married and there's certain things that I feel I should have accomplished that I didn't because when I was younger I wasn't focused on building myself. So build your build myself and get new friends. Wow. That's a good one. It's a hard one to wrap your head around though, right? It, it um, is. It 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 sucks because life doesn't stop for your mistakes. Right. You know, regardless, you have to just keep trucking forward and just put one foot in front of the other till you reach to your destination. And I understand that I am in the journey right now. And you know, hopefully I don't reach my destination for another 50 years. Cause I believe, you know, once you reach your destiny, once you reach your destination, that's when they put in the dirt on your grave. And I don't want to reach my destination for at least another 50, 60 years. 
<laughs> but you'll still be young then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Left on crack. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, where can people find you? So you can, all my social media is the Jackie Lewis, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram is going to be underscore the Jackie Lewis. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jackie. This has been great. I really appreciate awesome. you coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. You have a great night. You too. Thanks. You have just listened to the Stay at Home Mom Yeah Right podcast with my mom. I hope you enjoy listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you liked it, please give it five stars. Thank you.